Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? Arachtopus formation! Oh, God. To listen to this show, find us on 4eyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And before we get into it, we'd just like to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, and Katie. Thanks. Thank y'all so much. We are on part two of our Rise of Doc Ock. I wanted to say something more clever than that, like related to it, but that, the title's already there. So, I mean, you know, that's where we're at. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fine title. It, yeah. it tells you exactly what, you know? Yeah. It's nothing. There's nothing. They're not trying to be clever or anything. Yeah. It's just like, here's a character and he's rising. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. You know, you know who it is. You know, actually, in a it, it, Doc Ock does kind of have like an iconic rising moment. You know, when he when he stands to tower over you. You know, Ooh. yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I don't really have any prelude, so I guess let's just get into it. I okay. Guess. <laughs> this episode, if you want to watch it along with us, it's currently available on Disney Plus. Yes, the episode we're talking about is season one, episode sixteen, entitled "The Rise of Doc Ock." Part two. The synopsis per IMDb is Spidey and Miles welcomes, plural, the octopus Mm. into the superhero club and patrol the streets with him. It quickly becomes apparent that the octopus isn't a team player. Uh, not I don't know fan. that that's very I'm accurate, and it's certainly fan. not well written. And missing a very like key couple of characters in this episode too. Mm-hmm. Original air date was January twenty first, twenty eighteen. It was written by Ma- Mike Fasolo, who we talked about back in our episode eighty one, which was the Black Cat episode. We talked about it in that, but I think he's it, he's just notable because he's mostly known for comedy, like uh, Robot Chicken, the Mad Cartoon, and uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. So. <laughs> And this episode was directed by Dan Duncan. We've also talked about him before. We talked about him on our first episode covering this show, episode 77. He's the supervising director of this show and the Guardians of the Galaxy series. Well, you know where that synopsis failed to mention a character? I'll fix it. Yeah, did. (laughs) Because the lizard is in this episode. Yeah, never would have expected that. Yeah, that was a real surprise for me, especially because... The episode kind of felt like it was going one, like starting one way, mm-hmm. and then it just really pivots. Not really? in a bad way, but just totally pivots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we get a lizard in here, and we do also get Kurt Connors. We get them both. Uh, and this this version of the lizard and Kurt is voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah. We know that guy. We know that guy. Uh, we've talked about him before. He is the voice of Spider-Man in the Insomniac games. Um, we've talked about some of his voice work, but you saw some stuff 
that he did live action that I don't think I necessarily would have been inclined to mention. So no. some I mean, new new call outs. It's barely worth mentioning because they're like bit parts. He was just he was in he was in an episode of Alias. He was in an episode of a couple episodes of Terminator: Sarah Connor Chronicles, and he was also Nikola Tesla in Warehouse 13. Apparently, oh, I've never watched any of Warehouse 13, so I, don't I started know. it, but clearly didn't thing. get to that point. It's just funny because he doesn't have a lot of live action credits but i mean he's got so many voice yeah. credit credits but so and and you know the, the bit parts from voice actors make sense but like just randomly playing nikola tesla in an episode of a show <laughs> it's that's fascinating to me yeah yeah well and it's fun that the the those even if they were little things they were on shows that i would have probably mentioned in most other circumstances anyway because mm. they're things you like yeah for sure <laughs> it's just i think with him specifically you know if you've mm. played a spider-man that's what i'm gonna focus on <laughs> yeah 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 we were just googling him before we started recording it's just like oh wow he's in that interesting uh-huh, never yeah. knew that didn't do a deep enough dive on him on him because we're so familiar with him from other stuff so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well uh I mean, I guess... Let's do it. Let's just get into it. Let's just do it, yeah. So this episode opens with Spidey, Spidey, and the octopus. That's oh, right. Oh, wow. Miles, Miles is Spider-Man. Is <laughs> yes. I forgot Miles is Spider-Man. When's Wait, the last Miles time is Spider-Man? Yeah. Wow. Is that Weird. Miles under there? <laughs> Weird. Weird. It's funny that he... But wasn't he just in the last episode doing hmm. absolutely fuck all? <laughs> you know, maybe he wasn't Spider-Man yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he just... got his powers between last episode and this episode. Oh, these ep- Yeah, the, we aren't watching the show in like chronological order. We're actually watching these like they're presented out of order. <laughs> it It honestly... It kind of feels like really a show does. that 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 happened in, you know. Kind of does, except yeah. for the fact that we know explicitly that all four of these episodes are meant to be in this order. <laughs> God, it's so, so weird. Whatever. I'm happy that he gets to be Spider-Man in this one, and I'm happy yeah. the way that they use them all. Yeah, no, they, he's great in this. We alluded to this last week, but they use Miles in a way that we wish they would have last week, mm-hmm. um, in allowing there to be multiple reactions to this new potential hero the octopus you know yeah and this episode opens with that trio immediately so we get both the spider-men and the octopus as he's been calling himself using the power of science to repair mm-hmm. the actively breaking brooklyn bridge like we don't even know why that's happening it's just it's just breaking <laughs> just just badly badly constructed bridge yeah. work i guess <laughs> the bridge is just breaking i guess 2017 was the year yeah, or, you, know, you know, so many, so many like supervillain attacks on the Brooklyn Bridge. That's true. Have that just is so utterly true, messed up its like uh, its stability at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good thing these good thing these science heroes uh, come to save the day. Although we'll get to it, they're not all science heroes uh, necessarily. So before the trio ultimately saves the day, the Spideys do pause for a moment uh, away from Doc Ock. Uh, or Ock. It's it's interesting. They do actually call him Doc Ock even before He's he was fused Octopus. with his tensile. Right. Because they are calling him Dr. Octavius. I think Miles is the one who does it. So yeah. anyway, they pause for a moment away from Otto uh, and Miles shares with Peter that it feels weird to be working with one of their teachers and not just one of their teachers, one who's like strict and stuffy and like ruins all of miles fun <laughs> okay, but the reference he makes is like he almost failed me for using a number three pencil like why were you using a number three pencil in the first place miles what are you doing i don't know because <laughs> this miles is the only person who would ever somehow come across a number that's three that's true pencil. Like, and not, probably not even realize it it just somehow right. is in his bag just be like how, where did you even get this <laughs> 
I do love this Miles. It feels like a very unique Miles for yeah, that very I reason. I, I like this Miles too. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> He's got like a very particular, it's not like Parker luck. It's like this particular brand of Miles luck yeah. where it's just like weird, weird, silly shit just occurs in his life. He would be, yeah. he, he would be, he would just be late to school because the random parade happens to be happening. Right. Like it, not and, a and, bad thing. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> just it's not a, a thing. Bad, yeah. It's just a weird thing that happens because that's just the, 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 cloud cuckoo lander type person he is yeah i i love i love that comparison of like parker luck is like usually explicitly bad or unfortunate and yeah <laughs> morales luck i guess is just weird shit happening it's just chaotic yeah. it's it's na- new chaotic. chaotic neutral i guess yeah 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 <laughs> at least like th- for this version of miles yeah 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 for sure for sure yeah standard morales luck would just be would just be Parker Luck. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> anyway, Peter's like, stop worrying about it. It's fine. Even if something weird did happen, we know who the octopus is. We know he's one of our teachers, but he doesn't know that we're his students. So, like, just play it cool, you know? Like, just It's a weird chill. dynamic, yeah. It is a weird dynamic. To be, to be honest, it's, like, almost not fair. No. I know their circumstances are different, but it, there's something about it, especially considering they're only a few years apart. Like, it, there is something about it that doesn't feel quite fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so shortly after, Norman is, like, suspiciously, like, he's near where the spider people are, and he's like, hey, chauffeur, just, uh, you know, drive, keep circling, just, like, drive around a little bit, which I will have to say, I did not clock when I first watched it, I thought that he was just keeping an eye on the spider people, that is actually something that is you know, coming into play with what the real story of this episode is, like, that is a clue to later. I didn't, yeah, it didn't, it the pieces fell in such a way that I was having fun realizing them yeah. as they wanted me to, I, I think not that's, before I think they were good. happening. Well, because there's already been a pre-established, like, Norman hates the spider people and would probably yeah. be stalking them. So I would expect him to just be circling around them, watching them to, I don't know, to, to follow them or, like, in, like you know, video their moves or something like that. I don't know. Like, it, it totally mm-hmm. makes sense. I didn't even think about it. So when... The lizard attacks. <laughs> the what? lizard attacks him. I was not even thinking about that he could potentially be involved in that. Because, yeah, the lizard attacks. And it's just the lizard out of nowhere. And he's just attacking everybody. All right, pause. I, not for real, but you and I pause Doug, to talk about this design. I fucking love this design to my core. This is my favorite lizard design of, I mean, of cartoons. There's The way that he's drawn in the comics often is very, very cool because they can go like uber detailed in it. But of all the cartoons we've ever watched, this is my number one favorite design of all of them. And it's so, and I'm not even saying that it's the best design necessarily, but like for me specifically, it hits every single beat I've, I would want that. I didn't know that I wanted. And is also just like so weird in some of the choices it makes. And like, so idiosyncratic in a way that just like appeals to me personally specific. No, I'm I'm very almost exactly where you are. And let's just say it. They give Lizard a belly. He's got a lizard belly? Lizard has a belly. Oh, Doug. No, it's not just that. The Lizard's got a belly. No, but He's like, a chonky boy with a thick neck. He's got these big ass forearms. He's got fucking yeah. nipples. This Lizard has nipples, man. Like, that's like, that's like horny animator shit. This Lizard's got fucking nipples. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's wild because the first thing I know, and I'm sure this just says something about me, but like the first thing I notice is that he has a belly because yeah. typically he's 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 designed like sort of a, a 
like taut lizard type yeah. creature. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, it stood out to me immediately. I was like, whoa, this boy's thick, right? Yeah, I love the, it. I will, the one thing, the one thing that for me specifically would make it better, I don't like his, um, his like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle feet. <laughs> oh, that's He has fair. like tree trunk yeah. feet. That's fair. And I wish they weren't. I wish they would. I love that he's thick everywhere except for that his his feet are wider than the rest of his legs. I don't mind them only because I feel like it kind of fits the weird proportions of his forearms. Like I feel like it matches. It does. That. It definitely does. But yeah. I, but I, but it's it's like a it, it's it's sort of gecko-y. Yeah, 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 totally. His whole design is honestly like bizarre in a way that I love. Like, I truly don't know why they were making the decisions they made, but I love that they did it. I mean, unless Especially they were just people like us designing him, maybe. I don't I know. I mean, I don't know, maybe. This this show is, we've mentioned it before, this show is willing to do body diversity in a way most other shows we've covered don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it they're, they're especially more not- noticeable, I think, with male coded characters, but yeah. they do it with all their characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just have more male characters to be honest. Yeah. And we have more male adult characters, which is more likely to get a body type like that uh, in a cartoon. But what's, what's weird about it is Kurt Connors is just right. like a skinny guy. Like it's yeah. such a bizarre choice. Um, and like you said, it, it's probably not objectively like the best, but I like it. I just like, yeah, it. I, I like that. They just like went for something kind of like, kind of weirder. Yeah and idiosyncratic but like appealing in like really specific ways like yeah it's yeah yeah i like it like and it's also <laughs> Have you like ever wanted to hug the lizard now yeah, you do like- absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. yeah yeah so funny. and the fact that like this lizard doesn't even seem to necessarily well we learn later like he's not even necessarily just like a rampaging monster like he's just like a dude in a weird situation like so like mm-hmm. i don't know he could potentially be friendly and huggable like too like yeah. personality wise i i think he probably <laughs> is huggable he probably yeah. could use one yeah yeah yeah. yeah i fucking love this lizard man <laughs> yeah. it's 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 good it's good yeah it's good yeah I'm very, I, and something I'm also, i think you love Sorry. Very. I'm also very happy with where they take him within this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really. I mean, like, it really is. Like you said, like somebody was writing for us, or or they just are us, and we don't know yeah. it. You know, uh-huh. it just works in ways that we we tend to appreciate. One hundred percent. I'm very happy for you because I I feel like this is more so even than us. Like this is very much like. Yeah. Can we write an episode for Derek B. Gale? Truly, <laughs> truly, made my day. It might be my favorite episode of the show so far. <laughs> I think that's entirely fair. Yeah. I think this episode is super fun, even like even on top of that. Like to me, all of that is like cherry because it was already doing a lot of stuff that really mm-hmm. really worked, just building upon what the last episode was. So then making it cool in an entirely separate way is like great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you love this next thing just as much? I think it's very funny. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I like it because I think it's endearing. It it just yeah. it's perfectly in line with like. Otto being an absolute fucking dork. Yeah. So what they do to like fight the lizard is use their arachtopus maneuver. (laughs) But what's so funny about this though, is that it's not even like, like I, I could have seen a version of this where it's sort of like, because Otto is a scientist, like he comes up with a maneuver that's like hyper complicated and geometrical or whatever. But like the move is really simple. He just makes his arms like, stiff and erect and the spider people just spin on it a little bit and propel themselves off it and that's yeah. the arachnopus maneuver that's it he just makes that's himself all. an inanimate object for them yeah. to swing off of it's really which weird, is kind of pointless in it. a fucking large city my dude right 
right. Like I don't, that's it's so silly. Like it's kind of dumb, but I also like love it because it's like, I guess if you look at it from the perspective that like, he's very new to superheroing, he's not like an action guy normally. So it's like, uh, what's a, this is a useful thing that I can do with my arms, make them poles. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a thing that Otto Octavius suggested and Peter wants to be an encouraging mentor and said, yeah, let's, let's try it. Let's try. Sure. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, I do. You, you have four mechanical arms. You could be doing way cooler shit to launch them like into the, into space, man. <laughs> but okay. Arachnopus. Sure. Arachnopus. Yeah. Um, what I also love, I, I love again, how they use the lizard in this because they make him so lizardy lizard escapes by first detaching his tail <laughs> Which is a thing that most lizard iterations don't do enough. Uh-huh. He dashes his tail and everybody's like, oh my God, that's gross. Cause it's still like writhing and stuff. Uh-huh. And then they go to chase after him and he just like starts sliding belly down into the sewer drain. And Funniest it's just like, it's fucking so thing. The animation is hilarious. Cause he just like, <laughs> he just fucking does it. Like he doesn't think or anything. The lizard just like plops down and just slides into the drain mm-hmm. that shouldn't fit him. And miles is just like, Oh yeah, I guess lizards can like compress their body flat. That's fun. Um, and it's just like, yep, that's what he did. He just slid like he's on a fucking water slide into the goddamn sewer. It's so good. It reminds me of like, uh, in the Watchmen show, the lube guy. <laughs> oh <remember>? my God. <laughs> oh, you're so right. And it's, it's upsetting. It's like upsetting, but like it's also so funny because that's like yeah. the lizardy shit that like I feel like so many versions of lizard just embrace that he's like a monster, but they basically make him like a Hulk essentially. Like yeah. he's just strong and he just like claws people, but it's like no, nah, dude, he's a fucking lizard. Lizards are hella weird. Like lizards are super fu- reptiles. Many of them are fucking weird. So embrace yeah. that and They're have fucking aliens shit. on Earth. Yeah, yeah. So embrace that. And I love that this show, like, we don't get a ton of it in this episode, but anytime that he does detach his tail or slide into a fucking sewer, it's amazing. <laughs> like, that's the kind of shit I want to see from the lizard. It's just so, he's just so still when he slides in. It's, it's so just good. so goofy. It's so goofy. It's, this episode is very funny. I mean, it, it, it yeah. does serious stuff and it does some heartbreaking stuff, but it's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's a place to, you know, like this, the, the animation on the show often can be a little bit stiff and stuff just because of the way that it is, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's used to its benefit here because they just slide that lizard character model into the fucking zoo. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So good. <laughs> and they immediately follow it up with like more physical comedy because the way that Miles explains that lizards can do this is so unnecessarily humorous. I yeah. love it. I love yeah, it. It's great. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah. And isn't this when Otto is like to the cave of analysis? I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause he tries dork. to make a joke earlier and they're like, you're really not getting the, the quip thing, huh? We got to work on that with you. So he says, yeah, cave of analysis is like, I thought you wanted me to be wittier. It's like, how <laughs> just, is that? That's not even, it's close. not even what wit is, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So at the cave of analysis, which is Otto's lab, <laughs> uh, the th- the spider trio examines a DNA sample from the lizard's detached tail. So it was like a nice plot element that they got a piece of the lizard because he detached his tail. I like that. Mm-hmm. What's sort of weird about this, I don't love it, but I just play into the episode a little later, is like because Peter and Miles like don't want Otto to know their secret identity, they like pretend to dumb themselves down. Like they can contribute to the sciencing, but 
it's just like, uh, but we don't, me know no science, me see swiggly thing on screen. And Otto's just like, ugh, you dummies, here's what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't love it because I feel like it's actually like impeding on their ability to contribute to like from from not from an outside perspective, like writing perspective. I get it. But like from Peter and Miles being characters like in the world, it's just like, yeah, but you guys know this is going to like impede on your ability to like do your jobs as superheroes if you can't do any sciencing because Ock is around. Like that's right because they're considering themselves a trio. Right. No, honestly, the bigger concern should be that they are literally students in his class and 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 i know that i know that many iterations of spider-man we are meant to presume that they sound different in their masks mm-hmm. but this very same show had peter worried about people recognizing his voice yeah that's a good point point. and they're spending very very close time <laughs> with otto yeah. in a space he would be recognizing them inside like it peter was just in his office <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a thing where like I, I, I'm always willing to accept that um, suspension of totally. disbelief of superhero stuff where it's just like people are just not getting it like it's whatever they're not going to connect those dots. So like when they caught a call it out and it's just like, well, you know, this very broad idea that people can know science. We just have to like make that not a that's a core character trait of us. We got to make sure we avoid that. Right. It's like, that's yeah. like, man, OK, I don't know. But again, I, I'm, I'm willing to forgive it a little bit because it actually sort of like plays into Otto like feeling alienated towards the end of the episode and like not trusting them. So I, I kind of get that, but it also maybe didn't need to be there. So I don't know. I think, I think it feels okay. If, if you remember, these are like 15, 16 year old that idiots. Is like, a very they're geniuses, point. but they're also idiots. That is a very, actually that's a very good point. It is kind of in character. It's like the same them. reason that, Peter thought speaking Spanish was like going to be helpful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That that's a, actually a very good point. It, so it I think if I that, think of it that way, it's fine, but, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that it does play in makes it feel a little bit better too. Yeah. It's wasn't like a, it wasn't like a bad writing choice or anything. It's just one of those like weird things. That's that feels kind of like, like that feels kind of dumb, but okay. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, you, you did say like in the universe, right? Like yeah. it, sometimes we criticize the characters and their choices. And sometimes we criticize the writing. Right. This is just one of the things they didn't need to do. Like yeah, they're just, yeah, yeah. they're being dummies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But either way, Ak is doing his sciencing. So it, it doesn't even matter because he uh, pulls a data drive from one of his mechanical arms and plays footage back from the confrontation. Cause apparently he has like a camera in one of his arms and just like films all of the exploits. Um, <laughs> I guess I not love, a bad idea. I love the moment where Miles is like, I told you he was critiquing us. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. But this is how they kind of figure out from that footage, they're able to determine like, oh, wait, the lizard was very specifically attacking Norman Osborne's car. So like, it's Norman Osborne. That can't be a coincidence, right? Even further, not a coincidence, is when they're sort of searching for, like, an expert uh, herpetologist uh, to, you know, figure out, like, see a a good scientist that can, like, help them investigate the lizard or whatever, right? Pulls up a profile of Dr. Kurt Connors, who just happens to work at Oscorp. So too many many Norman Osborn connections to not be a coincidence. To be a coincidence. It has to mean something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so naturally they're like, to Oscorp we go. <laughs> right, yeah. But but somehow didn't think. I mean, I guess this plays into there's a dynamic happening throughout the course of this episode and we see it very clearly here 
where Otto is like feeling himself, like totally. He's like, he's on board with being a hero, Mm -hmm. but he's like feeling his shit a little too much. So he's like ready to storm Oscorp and just like walk right in. And you can tell that the Spider-Men like aren't as confident that this will work, but they're like going along with it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. The Spider-Men are correct. So they show up and there's like some kid, probably some like student worker who's just like, no. (laughs) So Otto's like, oh, uh, well, I'm the octopus. And the kid's like, still no. And then sets the security system on them. <laughs> it's Which is really very funny again. Funny. It's very funny. And I love, I love, like, I, I actually love how the whole scene's like, like directed. Cause like he's, he, the, the kid never even makes eye contact with these people. No, like, he's not always once. looking at his phone and then he just presses the button for security, turns around, the door's shut behind him. And then we just see this like long, like 30 second or so <laughs> sequence of just the kid looking at his phone, <laughs> sipping on his coffee, all while hearing like action noise in the background it's so there's really clearly an good. entire action sequence happening while this kid is just ignoring them on his phone like scrolling through instagram or whatever the entire time mm-hmm. it's really it's really funny until like eventually like it opens back up and he's just yeah. like oh okay like it's <laughs> it's, it's really it's honestly played for like the perfect length yeah it's great it's it they nail that 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 i mean it's like it's a joke people do all the time but like yeah they nail the exact timing of it um, and it's just, I don't know. It's really good. All the, all the noise in the background and everything, especially because you are made to believe that whatever, the, whatever this kid said on them, whatever the security system is, it sounds like it's absolutely kicking their ass. Yeah. And when you actually see what happened, like they're fine. Norman yeah. shows up and says, open it up and they're fine. <laughs> they were just like screaming and paid the entire time, I guess. <laughs> which I think, which honestly makes the joke feel like necessary, right? Like yeah. it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a really great, it's probably one of the funniest things the show has done. It if is not the funniest thing the show it has It absolutely done. is. And I mean, it's really smart because it's sort of like, it saves them on animation, but also like, I didn't need to see them fighting a bunch of security robots anyway. No. So like, who cares? <laughs> Play it for a joke, man. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah, what would be really great, and this isn't going to happen, but what would be really great is if that kid who was at the desk, eventually we see later as like a one episode like Oscorp villain. That would be that would really be really funny. funny. That would be really funny. Yeah, I don't know that this show would do that, but I, I no, I, I don't think idea. so. <laughs> or like you know, like a uh, like first first three minutes of the episode type villain. Yeah, would yeah, be really funny. Yeah, be a good good reference. Hmm. But yeah, so Norman does show up. Um, and he even says like, oh, oops, <laughs> you know, my bad. That really wasn't meant for you. Uh, but I did have it installed because people just keep trying to kill me. And he says it so many times. He's like, oh, you know, these attempts on my life. It's so he funny. says it so many times. He is laying it on thick, So dude. thick. And it's funny because like as you're watching it, you're like, I like clearly something's up. Like, it's, yeah, they're not trying to trick us, but I still don't know what's happening. You know, like, yeah, no, I like, I like that a lot. Like, it, I, I don't think that they're not trying to play a trick on the audience or anything. No. Like, we know, or we know Norman is evil. This show has like shown him to be the Machiavellian, like spectacular Spider-Man version of him where he always has some kind of plan up his sleeve and stuff like that. So like, yeah. we're primed to expect that. The question is like exactly what and like why you know and and how long it's going to take for the spider people to catch up with where we are yeah yes what are you up to this time norman yeah (laughs) and it's even weirder and and they kind of pick up on this but they don't act on it obviously because they're you know they're dummies but they're not this this stupid they know he's being weird 
because yeah. he greets Otto favorably and then in a wild twist involving any Norman Osborn, especially if you've watched Spectacular before, Norman apologizes to the yeah. Spider-Men for misjudging them. Sure, buddy. <laughs> Let that one sink in, anybody yeah. who's seen Spectacular. Yeah. Um, and he explains, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and he explains that, you know, with someone making these attempts on my life... Uh, it might be a good idea to, you know, make amends with you and have and work alongside you, Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. It's so it's so funny how thick he's laying it on the entire time. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm such a friendly guy now. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you had this big epiphany off screen in yeah. between episodes. Absolutely. That's that's where we're going with this. And yeah, it, okay, Norman. And I don't think we're ever meant to believe that no. the Spider-Man buy it. No, like, absolutely not. I, but they're also they kind of think in a position where it's sort of like, well, what else are we yeah. going to do? But like go along with this until we right. figure out what's going on. Because obviously exactly. something is going on. Be polite yeah. and figure it out later, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, I mean, to be fair, too, it's not like they're ever like caught in a trap or anything. Like they no. play it as, as well as they can. Like they're always suspicious and they they keep their distance and it kind of works out pretty well for them at the end. I of mean, the day, it's the perfect so. response to the type of villain that he's been so far on the show. Yeah, right? you yeah. have to wait it out. You know, something's happening. Yeah. And you're just going to have to wait to find yeah. out what it is. But you can't make the first move or else you're going to look like the bad guy. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Right. So Otto, of course, the reason they're there is to ask about Kurt Connors. And Norman's like, um, sorry, you can't talk to Kurt Connors. And they're like, oh, you can't keep us from him. We know you have something to do with this. And it's like, no, <laughs> I, you, I, I, can't, I, I can't connect you with Kurt Connors because he actually is the lizard. FYI. Oh, <laughs> um, it's, oh like, it's that sh- it's that kind of show. <laughs> oh, OK. So we just know who the lizard is. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So it's like, um, okay, well, all right. Uh, he sta- he shares this pretty standard lizard origin uh, with a little bit of Oscorp flair. It is very much just like he was a scientist. He doesn't have an arm. He wanted to get his arm back. Oscorp is making regenerative uh, limb regeneration like technology or serums or whatever. Uh, he took it for himself because he wanted to get his limb back and it uh, went wrong and turned him into a lizard. We we're all familiar with a version mm-hmm. of that story. Very typical. So it's yeah. just whether Kurt is working for somebody or not. And right. in this case, he's working for somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Kurt Connors, the lizard, it just happened, you know, already. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of Kurt Connors, the lizard, <laughs> he shows up at Oscorp, which in hindsight is like, oh, yeah, of course he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course right. he does. Course but he, he does. shows up at Oscorp. And at this point, like, you know, Norman's being weird. But again, you don't know how yet, so all you can really do is take the things he's saying at face value and hope it makes sense later. So at this point, I'm just sort of like, okay, so I guess, are you saying that he has it out for you and is blaming you for what happened? Like, is that what you're... Is that the claim here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the easy assumption that you can make is just like, oh yeah, he's probably hiding that like he actually was, was somehow responsible for right. Kurt turning into a lizard, and so the lizards after him, and he figured that the spite he could he could get in the spider people's good races to stop it for him, and then he'll be back to being a villain by the end of the episode. Like right. that seems like a very reasonable route to take it in, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as such, lizard shows up at Oscorp, and the trio this this eight legged trio. Uh, jump, I guess together they were like what twenty four legged trio. That's horrifying to think about. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> uh, they jump into action, 
As the Spideys keep Lizard occupied, Ock accesses a fire suppression system, which Norman clarifies is a, I guess, a coolant system, basically, a freezing system, and directs it at Lizard, which quickly drops the Lizard's body temperature, and because Lizards are cold-blooded, basically knocks him out. Or at least, I guess, I don't really understand how cold-bloodedness works. Does he just go to sleep? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, He's out. And two of Norman's men roll out like this fancy futuristic containment suit, uh, strap the lizard in and roll him away. So th- episode that, over. That's All it. Done. We did it, guys. <laughs> Stay saved. <laughs> Day saved. Norman's totally normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is where things begin to turn mm-hmm. and where I begin to worry. Because while they are strapping the lizard in and rolling him away, Norman and Otto have a chat Norman uh, asks Otto to help him with some math uh, that will be necessary for creating a cure for the lizard. And he says, and this should have, I mean, it works because we know that Otto is uh, very conceited and has a superior inferiority and superiority complex. He really does. Uh, He's got them both. But Norman basically says, Otto, you're just so smart. Nobody at my entire school or company could ever figure this out. So can I borrow you? Could you do this for me? And Otto, of course, his ego has been played too. So he's like, yes, of course I can help you. I'd be happy to lend you my genius. Yeah. I greatly appreciate that. There's that sort of core component of a doc, any doc, Ock that like the ego is a big part of it always. And I like that, that this show makes that such a core component to him, but not in a way where like his ego is the reason and he's the villain. His ego is just sort of his fatal flaw that like causes him to make the wrong decisions where he can be swayed one way or the other. If you appeal to his ego, like that is kind of like, it's both his weakness and his sort of like main reason for And and like I said, his fatal flaw, I guess is the best way to describe it. Well, and, and I think it makes this auto, I think very sympathetic because yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Prior to becoming the octopus, he has the same ego, but it's just constantly bruised. Right. Like, right. Right. He knows he's smart. He's working somewhere. He wants to work. Um, he knows he's capable, but he, his ego is bruised by the fact that he's like teaching a bunch of teenagers and not getting to do the projects he wants to work on. Um, and it just comes out as like, he's a curmudgeon. He's just cra- He's a, He's a 19-year-old curmudgeon, you know? Now that he's, like, empowered to do things and he has people encouraging him and he has this sort of, like, outlet, it's like, oh, you know, maybe I can maybe I can show off how good I am. You know, maybe it's like playing to his ego in a way that it never really get like his ego never really gets to be played to, if that makes sense. I don't know how I'm saying that properly, but I think you all know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's interesting. You can kind of like track exactly like he's always had the ego. It's just whether or not it's been like, uh, like fenced in or not. And right now he's like unleashed. It's like auto ego unleashed. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so it's sad to watch and it, it really does like, Again, like I said, this is where I was getting worried and suspicious because one thing Norman's good at is manipulating people in situations. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear, even if it's not clear what Norman is doing, it's very clear he's trying to influence or court Otto in some way. Uh, and then we see that kind of explicitly because Norman asks Otto, and he says again, he says that he's he's referenced having done this multiple times before, mm-hmm. asks if Otto would be willing to leave Horizon to work at 
Osborne Academy. And this is what really surprised me. Otto's response actually really surprised me and further makes him sympathetic, I think. Mm -hmm. Because Otto says, I would love to do that, Norman. I actually really would. And I'm very flattered that you keep asking me. But I actually feel sort of indebted to Max because Max is the first person who really told me and made me feel like my age wouldn't matter. Like that it's not a factor that I could still do the things that I say I could do. And he trusted my genius despite me basically being a kid. So like we learn that Max has been a mentor to Otto as well. Like Otto clearly feels like similarly or not exactly the same way, but in some way, shape or form has a similarity to Peter and that like Max is maybe a bit of a science hero to him, (laughs) you know, which makes some of the things that happen later and some of the things we've seen already kind of hit in a different way. I think so too. Yeah. 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 No, I, I like it. I like it. I think it's, it's really good. I think it does help sort of endear Otto to us even he, more. He's human. Yeah. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like overtly show a lot of affection, but he clearly has a lot of like care and respect for the people around him. And, you know, I think it's sort of very much establishing that the, the respect and sort of like uh, the, I mean, the fact that like he, he very much has this connection with Max. Like it isn't just, it's very clearly not just like, well, I owe him. It's more like, no, I mean, Max, Max really saw something in me. And so therefore like we have this established relationship and I Mm -hmm. care about him and wouldn't want to hurt him by, you know, turning my back on him. So, and that's, and that's something that we haven't really like, we haven't really seen what Otto's relationships with other people are on this show necessarily like yeah more than just being a teacher to students and max sometimes reprimanding him so to know that like no there is a real history that they have between each other like it helps humanize them a lot even more than they already have and seeing Otto loyal to somebody that yeah. he doesn't that he doesn't exert control over yeah it also doesn't really seem... unique to this Otto. And also the fact that like he doesn't even it's clear that like he often doesn't agree with Max on many things yeah. either. So the fact that it's 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 very there's there's no there's no like manipulation or anything here. Like it is a very genuine feeling of loyalty that he has towards him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It is very unique to this version of, of Otto. Yeah. I like it. When mm-hmm. I said this was a character study uh, of of this Otto Octavius, like they clearly said it too. Oh yeah. They're absolutely. like, all right, we're digging in, everybody get ready. Yeah, it's for real. <laughs> You're gonna feel things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Norman, I mean, Norman ultimately leaves the invitation open. He says, you know what? Whenever I get it, I respect it, Otto. Uh, but you know, invitation's always open. Whenever, whenever it feels right, come on over. I'll always have you. And then Otto turns to re- like turns to rejoin the, the Spider-Man. And then Norman turns and fucking smirks his stupid Norman smirk that lets you know that he's getting his way. He knows he's getting his way, and I don't know how mm-hmm. <laughs> until later, but he's getting his way. Yep. Norman. And I just wanted to be like, Otto, run. Go. Otto, get run, out. Seriously. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know why, but but get out. <laughs> yeah, don't interact with this guy unless you're punching him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you got six arms. Swing him. Right, right. Yeah, because the, the big twist of the episode is next, where... Ugh see Norman and he actually like goes to the lizard that he has, you know, captive and just like administers a serum that cures him, turns back into Connors, which hmm. is kind of weird. Cause the whole deal is like, wait, I thought you needed Otto to like hmm. help make the cure and stuff. And then Connors is like, please stop turning me into the lizard, which is <sighs> like, Oh, this is an extra layer of darkness that I wasn't <sighs> expecting. So Norman has apparently been forcibly turning Connors into the lizard 
which doesn't seem to be a fun transformation. And Norman's like, no, you have one last job before I'm going to use our technology to restore your arm by sharing our uh, regenerative formula. The fuck he is. Yeah, no, he absolutely isn't. He's just going like, <laughs> to throw him in a prison or kill yeah. him like after this is over. He's like, kill him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Connors is is just like a victim that's been coerced into helping him by being forcibly turned into the lizard, which is very fucked up. Yeah, have we gotten that story? Is there a story? Do we know no. of a story where the lizard is forcibly turned into the I lizard? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or, or at it's least a, on a regular basis. Well, I wouldn't be I mean, surprised if there was a version where his inception was. But Sure. I mean, I, I guess it's just like, you know, the, the, the thing about the lizard story is that it is such a such a very uh, such a very like kind of base paradigm type story. It's mm-hmm. just like the hubris of a scientist. And that's what makes it so good. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, I wouldn't want this to be every version of the lizard but we've seen every we've we've seen the standard version of the lizard many times so why not have kind of an interesting spin on it where he is forcibly turned into it you know if you have a character we're sort of familiar with it and i think i think the meta of it kind of helps reinforce the story because i think we both probably fully believe like what norman was telling us at the beginning like yeah, we knew that there was more you? to it but it's sort of like oh he's telling us the basic lizard story we're yeah. all familiar with of course this is what it is it's a scientist hubris that's what the story is always about and in this case it's like no i mean there's still that element of like connor's is driven by wanting to restore his arm with science like that core of it is there but like it's a lot less his fault he has a lot less agency in it this is much more the story of norman's villainy like using him you know Mm -hmm. um so i I appreciate the way that they sort of like weaponize the mythos against us for that yeah Yeah. i'm here for it it's it's uh it's great it's the type of thing that the best shows we cover do right Mm -hmm. so mad mad praise for them doing that in this yeah yeah i don't know that the show's really weaponize something like that as well as this right here yeah it kind of did it i think with i think it did it effectively with like the sandman episode mm, yeah oh good good example i yeah. think that's that's a really good example and this is another one like that where they just take a classic villain and it's just sort of like we're not necessarily updating them in the way that you normally expect them to be updated we're just sort of like using what you know of them and like using that to kind of fuck with you a little bit like yeah. just really it's not just subverting expectations for the sake of subverting them it is very much like we're going to make you like feel pain because you yeah. expect the story to go one way and it's going a completely different, much more tragic way. You know that. what though? I like about this show's handling of it is they're not like, they're not, it, it, it never feels like gotcha. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like they're it's and it's never long either. It's very matter of fact. And you yeah. know, something is up. It's just, they're good at the, the those two examples are great because you know something's up, but I just wouldn't have predicted what it was. Like, there's really not a way to predict what it was. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I, and I think part of it is they're not drawing it out too long. They're not trying to do a gotcha moment or anything. Like, it, yeah, it's just matter of fact, and it almost hits harder because they don't try to punch you with it. Yeah, for sure. It's good. Sure. It's good. So, good job, this show. Yeah, so at Horizon, Peter's talking to Miles about his feeling that Otto might be pulling away despite mm-hmm. Peter's hero mentorship. It's so sweet. And so it's like sad. Yeah. But like the fact that Peter, especially knowing how he was in the last episode, like seeing him having already made this like movement of really like just wanting to be a good mentor to Otto, which is so funny because he's younger than Otto and Otto's literally his teacher. So yeah. it's got to be a weird position to be in to be a, a heroic superhero mentor. Yeah. 
And I appreciate that. Like miles is like, no, but you're a great mentor, Peter. It's not, it's not with you. Uh, which I also think is really sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, if he's pulling away, he's just not seeing all the work you're putting in. Like he just right. doesn't appreciate you. That's not you. Yeah. Yeah. Which Peter has the, I'm not sure if it's the most correct way to approach it, but he's like, well, I guess I'll just have to work harder, which is like, I appreciate the gumption there, but I'm not sure if that's the best, if that's the best takeaway from it, but I appreciate it. It's definitely not, but I like it a lot and I like it a lot for this Peter specifically. And I wouldn't be surprised if we continued to see this as a core characteristic of this Peter, the one that tries to like be in charge, even when it's not necessarily something he can take charge of. Yeah. He cannot control Otto Octavius. And I think he knows that clearly miles knows that. Right. And has always known that, but I don't think Peter's willing to accept that. He's just like, Oh, well I'm, I'm just clearly not doing enough, which Mm -hmm. feels like a core Peter Parker thing, but it feels like a specific type of like trying to be the red Ranger yeah. Uh, of of the situation at all times version of that I didn't do enough. Yeah, yeah. Considering how much of this show is about Peter mentoring like, yeah. other superheroes. Yeah, though that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I hope it continues because I think it would be an interesting thing to explore, especially as more Spider folks join the fray. Yeah, yeah, and and he's going to get pushback on that sort of mentality. Oh, and stuff, yeah. So. Well, shortly after that, in Otto's class, uh, he declares, Otto declares that he's working his students a little too hard and is like, everybody gets an A, you get an A, you get an A. And everybody's like, this is great, but what? (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) I think I agree with them. (laughs) Like, I know he's feeling himself, but it is a little weird that he's just like, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. absolutely. It's like, well, maybe you're swinging the pendulum a little too far in the other direction, but okay. Yeah, so uh, Max interrupts this though, takes him to uh, to his office and er, takes him to Otto's office. And uh, while he's there, he accuses Otto of working on unauthorized experiments again because apparently he got a call like telling him that, which I'm assuming is Norman Osborn. Calling, oh, right, one million percent. Yeah, so just to fuck with Otto. So Otto, so you know, fucked up. It's very fucked so up. So fucked up. I was so mad. Like, these are fictional characters. I was so pissed. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's like Norman's just fucking playing him, and, and it sucks. Right. This is where it all begins to make sense. Even though you know that he's he's fucking with Otto because you saw the serum thing, it was like this moment where I was like, oh, you're, you're fucking orchestrating a whole, like, takedown of Otto Octavius. Yeah. And I and, was pissed about it. <laughs> yeah, and this this is a thing we brought it up a few times. But it is a thing that I think is really when when I say when I when I say I feel like we both probably said this that this show's kind of in a lot of ways kind of an unexpected spiritual successor to Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think they do really well in this show is the way that they write Norman before he ever becomes any sort of supervillain is just this like Machiavellian force that always like has his hands yes. in other people's lives and is just always manipulating them to like get them to a point that is going to serve him. He's just getting fucking involved in shit. Yeah, yeah. Just like, leave these people alone, Norman. Honestly, good. You've got enough shit going on. What do you? Why do <laughs> you, you need to mess with these people? You built a whole school with children turning into supervillains left and right. Right, right. Are God. you not satisfied? Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. No, he's got to fight a stupid like fucking spider war against the jackal or whatever. Like, shut up. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that, but I'm I, not mad at it yet. I just I'm not sure if I want it. It's an interesting we'll line. I just don't know what it looks like. Ultimately. I think that's what it is i think that's what it is yeah that's a good way to put it it's all been so vague and all based in misunderstandings the whole time Mm -hmm. so it's just like i don't even literally know like what who's on what side at a certain point yeah which can be fun yeah yeah so we'll see we'll see we'll see 
Um, but in any case, it doesn't really, that, that doesn't really apply to this episode necessarily. That's just like why Norman is doing this, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, we know that Otto has the lizard serum. Otto doesn't tell Max that he has it and in fact hides it from Max and is just fully denying this. And Max is like, well, you're right. I know you. I'm going to trust you this time. So this man, Otto Octavius, can get away with doing anything with those arms. <laughs> that is no one notices true. him doing shit with these arms. Very true. They're not small either. Like They're not even quiet. <laughs> <laughs> They make noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But good for him, I guess. <laughs> guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people just assume he doesn't fully control them. He's like, oh, his arms are acting up again. I guess so. Yeah, no. We'll I mean, it's. go with that. It's, 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 it's Spider-Man on the ceiling is what it is. That's all it is. Yeah, that's if exactly they're not looking is. directly at it, they don't see him doing stuff. Yeah, no one has peripheral vision in these Spider-Man no. shows. Ever. Well, th- that's that's why if, if someone's looking at a computer, they don't notice you doing anything. <laughs> that's that's, that's what point. this show does all the time. If someone's looking at a computer screen, they will not see you walk away. That is a very good point. What, Peter? Where did he go? Oh my god, he oh, just well. disappeared five whole minutes ago. I guess. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this turns out better than it could have, right? Does it? <laughs> well, on the max end, the max end of things in this moment, because one thing I was—I mean, I guess it just set me up for pain. But yeah, one thing I fuck, did, dude? no, no, no. I okay, it could have been worse in the moment because Max still walks away and is like, "All right, if you're telling me, then I trust you." Okay, I like that moment. I got what you're saying. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, it clearly, gave me hope, and yeah. it was mean because it was giving me hopes to hurt me more later but you know i i thought it was going to be over right there and then like it, it felt like that type of conversation yeah yeah that's that's fair well after max leaves otto gets a call from norman pretending to be in danger at oscorp it's so funny because like they cut to him and he's like oh no the lizard's attacking and he's literally just standing there in front of the lizard mm-hmm. the lizard he hasn't even given connor's the serum to turn into the lizard yet yep. like he's just like hanging out it's like oh oh it's he's destroying everything um oh, so God, Oz- it's so mean they sh- they show us everything yeah he's such a fucking asshole <laughs> so Otto, Otto grabs his lizard serum dismisses his class dismisses his class early and rushes to Oscorp Peter and Miles clock that that's weird so I, I that's I assume how he they, they chase after him basically because yeah. they appear later so he rushes to Oscorp where Norman and Connors who again is transformed unwillingly and painfully into the lizard, um, agreed to make it look convincing for Otto. This is when I realized, like, oh, yeah, the lizard can't even talk and everything. Like, he's fully, like, in his own mind and has to just play along, which is really fucked up. One thing I don't like, I, I forgot I forgot to mention this in the previous scene with the reveal of the lizard because it's such a good scene. I think it's a real weird thing that in this show, which often does have good attention to detail in certain things, it really sucks that, like, Norman gives the lizard the serum to turn back into Connors and then Connors like falls out of the, uh, the, the, the captive thing that he was restraints that he was in. He's oh. got his shoes on. He's got his shirt on. His clothes are untattered. He's got his glasses. And then they like re rip off when he's here. And it's just like, I, this show is better than that. Like that's an eighties <laughs> show thing. Like he doesn't magically get his shirt back when he transforms back into Dr. Connors. Like, and it's not like you had like a, a constant character model of Connors that you were always going back to. That's like the one time we ever saw him. So draw him with the tattered lab coat and no shirt yeah. and shoes on. I don't understand. It's so stupid. <laughs> I, I 
genuinely love that that is something you are so good at clocking. Yeah. Because it's the type of detail I should notice because we talk about it so much and I just didn't. It's so I'm, so me- I, very, I agree with you. It is very yeah. messy and they should I'm be fully, better about it. I, like I'm fully willing to accept it on like Amazing Friends or whatever. Like it's fine. It was from, in 1981. Who cares? But like this show like is plays certain things. really. All his clothes shred off when he turns into a kaiju next in the next scene. So mm-hmm. like they know that that happens. I don't understand. It's just dumb. It's I don't know. I, I Yeah. No, you're 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 100 right. It 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 shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, Otto shows up. He predictably finds the lizard, you know, pretending to be attacking Norman and ravaging Oscorp. But less predictably, the Spider Men also show up, which they confuses do. Otto. Yeah, and of course he's pissed about this because they weren't all called. He was called. He was asked for help. He was ready to deliver the help. And they're getting in the way, which I think is a really good progression of how things have gone on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he, again, I said it very early. He's feeling himself and they're getting in the way of that. Yeah. Well, especially because like th- there's a there's a particular like line that like brings this up like very shortly. But I think even at this point, like I think the spider people pretending to be dumb about science things, I think plays into it further because all that's going to do is feed into Otto's ego that like, actually maybe I am superior to all of them. Yeah. They're not even very smart. I, he says it in this. I only need my superior intellect. So yeah. like it blows up in their face. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. So I, I, I like that you called that out early cause it really does pay off. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's like a dumb thing for them to be doing. Well, I guess it pays off because it's a dumb thing for them to be yeah. doing. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they, they know something's up. They know something is weird. And so they take the serum away from him. Not necessarily for the reasons we know they should. It's because they're like, whoa, Otto, slow down, dude. Like, what even is this stuff that you're carrying around? Has it ever been tested? You're just going to, like, stick it into this guy? Like, yeah, slow point. down. Very yeah, all very point. good stuff. But again, like you said, like, all they're playing dumb just makes him like, well, what do you guys know? You're just saying shit you heard me saying. Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to question my science when you don't even know what science is? Yeah. So it yeah. <laughs> fully super duper blows up in their face. It's a good It's a good sort of uh, uh, payoff to, to that. So It is. It is also a good payoff to all this. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when he does get that serum back, he immediately injects it into the lizard and very quickly the lizard starts glowing green and he starts growing, bursts out of his clothes, he grows to be like 60 foot high. He's the lizard turns into a fucking kaiju. You know what's funny? I've I'm certain you've posted a gif of kaiju oh, lizard yeah. before. This is what I have I, for this episode yeah. for the on this day gif, and it's been like at least a couple of years that it's yeah. come up. What's funny is I've seen that and it just it still didn't occur to me that that's what was gonna happen. Because um, it's I just fucking wasn't bananas it. that they it do is. that with the lizard. It is it is wild. Yeah. that this episode turns into like a Godzilla homage at the end of it. Yeah, and it's still and it's not like weird and stupid. It works. Like it works so well in this episode. It's so yeah. fucking weird. It, I it love really it. really does. It's funny because like I don't know what I thought was going to happen. I certainly <laughs> didn't think he was going to cure him. Right. But like I I was fully prepared for a sixty. 60 story whatever kaiju lizard monster godzilla reference like yeah it just yeah i don't know it, it this this episode is good enough to have kept me guessing even though i knew something was up the whole time yeah it's good <laughs> shit man i like this episode it's really episode good rules. it's, it's really good. rules yeah so norman's like how did i make a godzilla just now yeah I don't guys understand. what happened i don't huh <laughs> that's weird right <laughs> 
his he he suspects that someone tampered with his serum, which means that it had to be the Spider-Man, right? And they must have it against him. Nudge, they nudge. must just be like jealous of a superior intellect. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I guess he's assuming that they probably like swapped it, swapped the serum or something like that. He's suspecting sabotage. He ends up in a tug of war between Norman telling Otto to save the city from the giant lizard and Peter Spidey telling Otto to help save the Spideys, uh, to help the Spideys save Kurt Connors. I do like that distinction. I like that. I like that Norman's like, oh, you better stop him. Save the city. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. Save the lizard, dude. Yeah, the lizard's a man. You got to save the person, right? That's what we set out to do. That's why you made the serum. (laughs) That is smart. That is a very good distinction. Like the saving the person versus the general saving the the city, like whatever that means. It's like, yeah. It's perfect because there's no reason the way that Otto is seeing things right now there's no and he's not seeing things clearly like that's it's got to be acknowledged right but the way he's seeing things there's no reason for him to believe that norman doesn't have some decent interest in mind right because norman's saying save the city save the city well yeah there's a huge fucking monster like that doesn't sound far-fetched yeah right right and i mean like there isn't i mean it we know norman pretty like intimately at this point but like from his perspective like norman was getting attacked by the lizard he got attacked by the lizard again. Norman uh, has he, shown Otto respect for, it sounds yeah. like a long time. Yeah. So like, there's no reason for him to not believe Norman's version of the story up, up through this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like it all checks out. And it the Spider-Men don't know the details. They can't convince Otto with facts. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, well, Norman's bad. Right. Like they don't know that, they, that he gave him like tainted data or whatever. Like, right. how would they know that? You know? Yeah. Oh, I think that I, I, I love the line. I'm glad you wrote it down, too. But yeah, you know, Peter obviously is trying to, like, convince Otto to be on their side. And Otto smacks Peter Spidey's hand away and says, I don't need my hand held. And Ooh. I feel like that is just such that's so indicative of who this version of Otto is. Right. Like he he has his inferiority complex versus superiority complex like the idea that like he knows that he he truly feels like he is better and smarter than everyone else but conversely no one ever appreciates him and in fact people constantly seem to belittle him and i'm sure that throughout his entire childhood he was frequently belittled and like made fun of and stuff because he didn't fit in so people felt sorry for him even though from his perspective he was smarter than everyone else and so the the idea of someone like trying to help him or act treating him like he's not good enough and needs assistance is going to be like the worst possible thing you you could suggest to him in this scenario. Even if that's not really what Peter is suggesting, he's suggesting like work together as a team, but Otto is just going to take that as you can't do this alone, which is like not the same thing, but it makes sense why Otto would see it that way. You know why I like this wording, especially too. this. I don't need my handheld. I think as much as Otto talking about, his differences that people saw and treated him differently for. I think this maybe speaks to that same experience where like he's a capable, smart person. And on one side, he has these kids who are making fun of him for being different. He probably has other people who are trying to help him do things that he knows he's capable of doing. Oh, that's like, such a good he's point. Not, yeah. He is not broken. He is not inept. He is not stupid. But I'm certain that on one hand, people are making fun of him mm-hmm. for how he is. And on the other hand, people are demeaning him or yep. babying him yep. for who he is. And none of what he is is like wrong. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he knows that. And so it offers kind of this other side too, where this might be sort of like a a sort of deeply held trauma that's manifesting in a in a different way, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just think it it offers again. They're not saying any of this directly, but it really gives you like a possible picture of who Otto was growing up right. uh, and how people viewed him from a number of different perspectives. And I love it because it's like it's it's a big part of this a big part of like what Otto does wrong in this whole situation is, is Norman's fault, right? Because of his manipulations, but it's not as though he's like without agency either. It's not because he's just been fully coerced by Norman the whole time. It's just because like he has these issues that he really needs to work through and someone, and, and he hasn't been able to, or hasn't been able to recognize them. And he just has someone who's like using, who's, who's sort of pushing the, the, the worst possible buttons on him for to make him make the wrong decision essentially mm-hmm. or or sort of edge edge him along until he makes the wrong decision well, like i think it's it's a good balance between like being yeah. manipulated but also like otto is still ultimately making these choices by his own accord it's just that like he needed it, it took a lot of prodding from norman but norman's only prodding like things that already exist within otto and like you could see you could see him going in a good direction or a bad direction he just happens to go in a bad direction in this scenario i think maybe the distinction is that well, one, Otto is wildly outmatched. I think everybody in the scenario and everybody we've sure. met is just outmatched by Norman, which is an important thing to remember, right? That's a good point. I yeah. think the other thing is I think that Norman is manipulating he's he's manipulating Otto, but I feel like because like Otto clearly has agency, and I think the the way it works is that Norman's manipulating the circumstances around Otto. He's not just controlling Otto's decisions, right? So like I think to me, that's what makes it work and it makes it all sort of, there's a synergy to it that isn't, isn't taking away from who Otto is and isn't saying like, oh, Otto is being controlled because of these things about him. No, he's being given a really impossible situation and he's super outmatched mm-hmm. and he's just, he's literally just trying his best. <laughs> like, yeah. I really do feel like they do a good job making it seem like he's just trying He's really just trying. Yeah. And if if yeah. if it's if it's believable that Norman could be manipulating him from Otto's perspective, it's just as believable that the Spider-Man could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the whole way he got in, into this situation in the first place was because of like Peter and Spider-Man convincing him to be a superhero. Like he would never be in this position yeah. <laughs> if they didn't push him to that and and just like, you know, let him just stay a scientist with cool arms or whatever like he never would have i mean i'm sure norman still would have done stuff to coerce him over but like this particular scenario he's only here ultimately because because peter and spider-man got him to into that situation you know mm-hmm. so i mean there's there's a lot of responsibility to kind of go around ultimately for for otto yeah which is honestly it's a really intricate sort of balance mm-hmm. and dance that they've built here i like it yeah uh, and i appreciate it because i just like I don't know. It's just, it's really delicate in the way that they made it not, it never feels like, it feels really unique for an auto story because it never feels like, oh, accident happened. He went crazy. It also never feels like he becomes a villain because of like his core identity or like yeah. very believable trauma. Like, it, or even because of like one, it's not like there was one thing either. It's yeah. not like he was a hero. And then there's your one, one moment where he turns to the dark side. Like it's all very like incremental and it's mm-hmm. not even like he's a full villain at the end of this episode. No, It's just like, he's slightly more in the direction of 
Norman Osborn, who is a villain. You know that's, what I mean? Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. Right. He is not Otto Octavius is never at any point in these two episodes we've covered thus far is never trying to decide whether to be a hero or a villain. He's simply trying to decide whether being a hero is something he can do. And if not, he just goes about his life. <laughs> like It might be hard, but it's not, it's, we know that it is good. Like, like it's good and bad because we know Norman Osborn, but for him, it's just like, again, it's just circumstances where this all ends up makes sense. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, he doesn't choose villainy. That's not what his choice is. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's a very slow car crash and we're just watching it happen. That's exactly what it is. Yes, that's, that is 100% exactly what it is. And even even throughout this whole sequence with with the lizard, with fighting the kaiju lizard, we see Otto like try and just fail, honestly, pretty miserably trying yeah. to stop him. And it's really yeah. sad. Because <laughs> so, like he tries to electrocute him with his arms, which like, Kind that's of cool a thing that he his can do. Arms have electrocution abilities. Like that's <laughs> not going to be good. Whatever he inevitably fight Spider Man. Oh my god! Um, I mean, he's clearly been modifying his arms. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> uh huh. I'm just thinking this auto could absolutely have like a saw in one of his arms, like the 80s. Oh, <laughs> I like when that happens. Yeah, or I guess the spectacular one did too, didn't he? Did he have a saw at some point? Um, maybe did. his claws remember. spin, spin. That may be what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, in any case, he tries to electrocute the lizard, but like all it does is like make him mad. And yep. the Spideys are just like, please don't do that. Miles shoots a bunch of web balls in the lizard's eye, which I felt viscerally for some reason, like the, <laughs> the giant lizard eye getting a bunch of web balls in it. Like that made me hurt, uh, in my soul, yeah. but it, it works. It would hurt. Yeah. It, it it sort of like works a bit to like throw him off a bit. Uh, however, lizard tosses Otto like a stone skipping on a lake, but the lake is a series of parked cars. I can't take credit <laughs> for that. Doug wrote that, and I just read it blindly. It's all I could think of. And then he's just he's just he's like crumpled on the back of one of the cars. Yeah, uh. and that's pretty much. That's pretty much it for him in yeah. this lizard fight, right? Like he he, is he does very quickly. nothing. Yep. He does nothing, which is fair because, like, even the best Doc Ock, like, I don't think could handle fighting a fucking giant lizard monster. Like, right. you, know, the you know, best Doc Ock would struggle. And this kid is is 19 and has been trying to be a hero alongside two Spider-Men for like a week, maybe. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, that's not great. Meanwhile, Norman's like looking on and is just like, OK, um, hey. My men, make sure that Otto's mistake makes it to all the news outlets so everyone knows that Otto fucked this up incredibly hard. And this entire Godzilla rampage is fully the fault of Dr. Otto Octavius. There's always a moment in any in any Spider-Man property where Norman is present, which is almost all of them, where you're like, oh, I remember. I hate you. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is it for me. This episode is where I'm like, oh, that's right. I knew it was going to happen, but... That's right. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. He's, it's fucking awful. It's horrible. I feel like it's like, it's not, it's not as viscerally bad, but like just the way that it's, he's like smearing someone's entire name and knowing that this is like a core, like a, a core pain point for them. Like it feels close to being in the same tier of like breaking, like twist, twisting his own son's ankle to like, frame him as the green goblin you know like just something where it's sort of like 
I truly, I am a true sociopath who has no care for another human being and am truly doing the most like painful thing to them for my own benefit. Like, right. Yeah. Because it's not, this is not somebody he won't see again. His entire goal is for Otto to work for him. He's doing all this horrible shit to Otto while trying to get Otto to work for him. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Just like give this dude a job, like oh my god, you. Uh. But it's 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 to build this. It's 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 so fucked up. It's like this mob boss thing, right? It's like yeah. it's to build this this loyalty. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, and 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 from Norman's pers- like twisted, fucked up perspective, it makes sense because he knows how loyal Otto already feels to Max to the point where he doesn't yeah. even agree with Max all the time and is, is frustrated by Max frequently but the loyalty is strong enough that's you a know point. that like he has to break it down and build it back up it's just it's so fucked up that's a great point yeah like we they, they we had a whole conversation they established the max and, and auto loyalty only to have norman try to like basically rapidly create his own version of that with with auto but the only way he can do that is by like completely destroying him <laughs> yeah <laughs> first. i need to destroy you so that i can be your savior is Jesus what he's Christ. doing it's oh, so God. fucked that's right? so evil. And it's kind of like understated in this. Like, I don't feel like you really get that when you're watching it. Like you do. You know, but what I don't doing. think you really realize like the depths of how fucked up that yeah. is until sort of you're thinking about it after the fact. And if you think about the fact that Norman Osborne is probably like a 40 year old man. And oh this, my God. And yeah. this iteration of Otto is explicitly 19 years old. Ugh. Like. He's not technically a child, but like, come on. As, as close as you can be to being a child when you're a legal adult. Like, yeah. right. Oh, like, Jesus. It's, it's so fucked up. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's no. so fucked. That's horrible. Anyway, well, at least you get some fun, like Spider-Man fighting a giant lizard for a bit to not think about that. I mean, look, it's all really good. Con- it's like, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. despicable stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, since, since Otto's kind of like not really there, the Spider-Man can like focus on, on, on oh. fighting the lizard specifically. <laughs> yeah, they can. <laughs> yeah. So they web the lizard up long enough to snag a snail, snag a snail. Nope. It's just, <laughs> Jesus, to snag a scale, which only happens because while they have the lizard webbed up, like the web like cuts deeply enough in, in, into the lizard's tail. So the lizard's tail, the giant lizard tail detaches. So it's just like humongous, like piece of meat just like in Ugh. the road. And it's like seeping with like green, like lizard body fluid and shit. Yep. It's so gross, man. Ugh. But Miles gets a snail. Gotta keep wanting to say a snail. <laughs> it's all. It's all the. It's all this. The like this lizard is like a lot of weird, like goopy snail juice. Yeah. yeah like yeah. That sure. That's what it was. It yeah. wasn't just me combining super words good together. At talking. Yeah. <laughs> and then bumping my mic as I say that. Like, just keep all that in. This is just a fucking chaotic mess. Anyway, Miles gets a, a scale. Uh, which means that it's got DNA from the, the lizard. So he he can take that to Horizon High to like sort of scan that and figure that out, do his own research, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, the lizard's just kind of making his way to Horizon High. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the lizard's going to be there. By the time he gets there, Miles has able to like analyze it and figure it out like explicitly like, oh, Norman 
definitely gave Otto like tainted data or unmislabeled data, something. Either way, he gave them data, gave him data that was wrong specifically so when Max administered the serum, it would fuck up the lizard and make this kaiju beast instead. So Miles is able to luckily use all that information to make a correct serum that will cure the lizard. I love that like... Blizzard, Peter, shows up to Horizon. Miles is like, hey, I figured all this out. Um, Your turn to be the hero. I ain't doing this shit. Good luck. Peace out. And he just fucking leaves. Like, Miles just leaves. <laughs> I, I kind of oh, like it. It is. Ho- no, He's I like, think it's hilarious. work, dude. I think it is hilarious. It's just like, hey, Peter, you know how you're always saying you're like the Spider-Man that has all the experience and you're like my mentor and you're the one that like does the hardship. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like passing along like the hard work to your manager. Like <laughs> if you're in customer service and you get the really hard customer and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to let my manager talk to you. <laughs> like, yeah. And Miles just does that. He just hands it off to Peter. And it's just like, I'm going to bed now. See ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody treats you like you're Spider-Man number one anyway, buddy. Live up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, he does. It's it's it's, yeah. it's pretty quick. Peter just gets on the back of of a lizard's head and administers it to like the base of his skull because it's the only place where the skin is thin enough to get a needle in. I guess it was a lot says. quicker than I thought it would be. I mean, I yeah. wasn't looking at the episode time or anything like that, but I figured there would be at least an obstacle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. He just jumps on it, does it, and then the lizard immediately shrinks down. Peter uses his web wings to fly away, but not before the lizard like falls onto a piece of Horizon High, of did, course. Okay, did you think that it was going to destroy Horizon High? Did you think this episode was No, gonna... I, I didn't think it was going to destroy okay. it. I knew it was going to destroy a portion of it because that school is just forever in construction, basically. So, I cut, For a second, I thought it was going to. I had no idea where that would have taken the story. But I definitely was like, oh, shit, <laughs> they're going to they're going to fuck this school up, huh? <laughs> nope. Yeah, nah. Well, the next day, after news spreads rapidly of Otto's involvement, fuck you, Norman, Max begins to fire Otto for lying to him about his outside experimentation. Uh, And I I do kind of get the sense that Max is more upset, which is weird for reasons we've talked about. I feel like Max is more upset that Otto lied to him. Yeah, I get that too. Which is weird because Max absolutely should know that Peter and I think does know that Peter lies to him and I, it's different because one's a student and one's a uh, faculty member but but Otto is also seems to be like more on a friend level with Max than Peter was like they yeah, obviously have true. more they have a history it seems like yeah. so yeah and at yeah. the very least Otto and, and I guess this is part of the problem right like Otto I think talks to in this scene especially talks to Max like they are peers and at least at this point in their relationship it feels like Max is no longer doing that. Yeah. Um, which is exactly why Otto valued him in the first place. Yeah. Was which like, is only going to push him more towards Norman. Right. I yep. mean, we don't know, I don't think, when Otto was hired to teach at Horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would seem that he's maybe been there at least multiple years based on the relationship he has with Max. Yeah. Um, so for it to break down like this really fucking sucks. Yep. Anyway, yep. Otto cuts him off and does the classic. You can't fire me, I quit. And claims he's going to go somewhere where he's appreciated, which we know is obviously into the arms of Norman Osborn. Oh, uh, into the gross, slimy, manipulative arms of Norman Osborn. <laughs> the lizard snail slime. Yep, yep. And and Peter and Miles see this happening. They see Otto storming out of Max's office, and they know what's happening. Like it's, they they've witnessed the whole thing, so they they can guess. And Miles even says, like, dude, we should tell Max 
that like the it wasn't Otto's fault. Like it, it it was bad data. And I appreciate that Miles does this because Miles has not liked Otto. Yeah. And has not advocated for Otto this whole time for many episodes now. Um and uh and so I appreciate that little subtle character journey for him. But Peter's like actually I mean they still should tell Max, but that's what I was gonna say. Like they still should like yeah, Peter Peter is sort of like, well, Max isn't the one that's gonna need convincing. Otto's not gonna be the one that's gonna come back. Otto needs to be convinced to come back to Horizon High at this point, which is like fair, probably true, but also you should tell Max about the corrupted data anyway. Right. Like that's not a secret that she should keep. Like that's right. that's still vital information <laughs> that like right. okay, come on it's, guys. <laughs> it's it's not that you're telling Max because it will convince him to rehire Otto, you should be telling him because it's right. Uh It's valuable information that changes Max's perspective on the situation. Right. Right. Um, And it can also be true that Max would offer and Otto would still say no. Like that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) At least he'll know, you know, it still gives Max the opportunity to say, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but so, I mean, it, we, it does seem like they just don't talk to Max. Uh, we never That's see not. it happen. And, and I don't think there's any reason for us to believe that they do, which is a yeah. bummer. Big bummer. Very stupid. They yep. shouldn't do that. <laughs> yep. Come on, guys. They sure shouldn't. This is, you know, there's more to the end of this episode than I certainly expected at this point. I mm-hmm. really thought it was just going to end with Otto quitting and going to um, Oz Academy. And that's mm-hmm. largely what it is. But there's like a nice little uh, yeah. <laughs> little extra course in here at the end. Because at Osborne Academy, Norman does welcome Otto into his faculty. But Spider-Man, Peter Spider-Man is watching on, not with Miles, it's just Peter, um, which I think is important based on some of the stuff we've seen already. Mm -hmm. So he's watching, and Otto's like, you know, great, thanks so much. Can't wait to, you know, be appreciated again. Poor guy. Um, And (laughs) Right, and and so when Otto's not looking, Spider-Man gestures to Norman like, I need to talk to you. Meet me on the roof. And so they do. This is the same place where there was that sort of like epic rooftop scene uh, where Norman was like talking, literally physically talking down uh, to Spider-Man. Yeah. And so they're having another conversation up here. And it's interesting because Spider-Man just straight up accuses Norman Osborn of manufacturing the whole situation. Which he's he right. Sees it clearly. He's, got it. he's totally right. nailed it. <laughs> he sees it clearly, which makes sense now that he's seen the final result. Right. And yeah. now that, Miles obviously would have filled him in on the on the bad data thing. Like the picture is very, very clear. And he just throws it out there. And of course Norman's like, What? No way. I <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> uh which is infuriating because like you said, yeah, he's right. He's he's super right. Yeah. And Spider-Man's like, well, what happened to us being friends? Like, you know, you didn't buy that for a second, but it's worth asking the question, I oh, guess. Yeah. And Norman accuses Spider-Man to his face of being part of the Jackal's spider army, which is, a, you know, the, the sort of ongoing thread that's that's popped up every so often in this season. And obviously Spider-Man's just like, you keep saying that, and I have no fucking idea what that means or what you're talking about. Yeah. And Norman's like, your days are numbered. And Spider-Man's just like, dude... Can you explain the, the the plot to me? I don't understand. Please, anything, <laughs> anything. What the fuck are you talking what does, about? If you're, what does this mean? And honestly, if you're listening in real time with us, like if you've gone through the whole, you know, if if you listen week to week, 
it might be worth reminding because it has been like sort of subtle. I forgot about the storyline until yeah. this came up. Whatever we were watching, but not it, because it's bad, right? It's just been a subtle. Well, I, we, I guess we don't know yet. This could be a thing that really re- like relies on the ending. Sure, but basically, Norman believes that Horizon High is building an army, and therefore he needs to build an army as well. And he believes that that the Horizon High army is this spider-based army because Spider-Man hangs out at Horizon High and yeah. defends Horizon High. So he believes he needs people to defend his school. So Norman is sort of building, he's 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 army building. He's like gathering troops for a war that does not exist, yeah. which is but, a but, really but scary might, thing. But might exist from the Jackal's end because we still don't really sure. know what the Jackal's ultimate plans are sure. either. So like he might not be wrong. It's just like where he thinks the war is coming from is and, and who's involved in it is like a completely wrong. Right. Because we do know that the Jackal is in this universe responsible for um both right yeah both yeah uh, he's responsible he's miles transformation i think jackal was making his own spider trying to make his own spider army like i don't think that that's wrong norman's not wrong about that yeah yeah yeah. it's just that like he hasn't actually as far as we know he hasn't actually succeeded (laughs) and made him all of his spider army members have been by accident and aren't part of his army like he made the spiders to make them but like hasn't actually made any troops as far as we know so Yeah. yeah oh boy yeah, so this, it's 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 very messy, like, but in a way, like, intentionally messy, like, just in a way that's, I think, kind of oh, yeah. chaotic that I hope will eventually sort of more cleanly come together as, as things are pared down a bit. I hope so. It's I interesting, because I don't, I mean, I don't want to think about it too much, but it's just interesting, some of the possibilities. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, Peter tells Miles this, and Miles is also like, what the fuck? Yeah. So no one has any idea what Norman's talking about. Yeah, yeah. The episode ends with the Spider-Man <laughs> dumping a giant detached lizard tail over the bridge into the river where things just go to disappear, of course, <laughs> as we know when every Spider-Man Tail is show. huge. It's so fun. There's like, you know, we dealt with this. We got to get rid of it. And I'm like, but your, get, your way to get rid of it is like dump it in the river. Like, I don't, I mean, okay, I guess. But Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. The lizard. Okay, actually, this is terrible, but I will follow this through because uh, it would be annoying not to. The lizard is based on a crocodile, right? Generally, usually. I mean, often, not all the time, but yeah, often he is. I guess this one isn't because his tail detaches and he's sort of gecko-y. This one is not not modeled after a crocodile, I would say. I was going to say, you could probably feed a lot of people with that crocodile tail. (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. But also, is there, like, what would that do to people if they ate? The meat no, of the lizard. I think it's a very, I think that's a very unsafe thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, yeah, I think that that's That feels like a comic it. book story, though. It, it feels totally like does. the weird shit someone might do in a comic book. I'm not going to lie. I would try it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be curious. Side effects be damned. Maybe in, maybe in, maybe not in spite of the side effects, maybe for the side effects. Who knows? Honestly, w- like there is a world where some like, like uh like black market chef i don't know if that's the right term but you know how there's like Mm -hmm. there's there's like stories uh i don't know if they're all fictional but i imagine they're real of people who like eat explicitly illegal uh food basically like like animals that you are not allowed to hunt or eat sure or like the black market and bee stars yeah exactly exactly (laughs) for sure just like that yeah (laughs) where all of the animal-based villains hang out but yeah, the, they're 100% in this universe is some someone is going in the river and retrieving at least some of that meat and then selling it at a ridiculous price. 
Peter and Miles could have made some good cash by selling that to the black market. Stop. <laughs> Can you imagine these like stupid 15, 16 year olds <laughs> trying to sell like this giant, probably like unstable lizard meat? To log on to the dark web and oh uh, see who I can reach just out log to. On. Just log on. That's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> just tell me how to get there. Whatever. Just ask Gwen. She'll figure. She can figure out how oh to de-encrypt God. it, and then won't ask any questions and just leave. That's true. Honestly, <laughs> that, would that would happen. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think it's in character. Yeah. Well, either way, while they're doing this, um, one thing that I think is kind of sad is at the beginning of the episode. They're when they were saving the Brooklyn Bridge from inexplicably collapsing, they made like this web that was like some courtesy of the spider trio or whatever. Um, and then they're back to this bridge and you see that web again. And like the web is still there, but like degrading and everything because it's obviously dissolving. It's obviously, you know, symbolic for the relationship of the spider trio kind of what having they, is dissolved it, and degraded. What do the, they call them? Is it the tri- your favorite trio of heroes? I is thought it was, it I thought it was something, something spider trio. Oh, really? Okay. Remember. Yeah, but either way, you know, so that's that's sort of like sad and indicative of like the way that the relationship very quickly degraded and um, they're kind of talking about the whole scenario and Peter's expressing disappointment and sort of blames himself for Otto turning to Norman. But Miles delivers the episode's final line. You know what they say? No matter how much a snake sheds its skin, it's still a snake. Let's talk about that. I hate it. I think it applies to Norman just fine because that's the scenario where it's like he tried to pretend like they were, if he was good and friends now, um, but he actually wasn't, but also they never really bought it. So it definitely isn't applying to him. It's obviously meant to be applying to auto auto, which I think sucks. I don't like, well, here's the, here's why I want to talk about it. This show, I mean, miles is a main character on the show, but the show is still like a Peter show Mm-hmm. And Peter doesn't deliver this line. Miles does. Miles and does, I know yeah. Miles Miles did sort of uh, like suggest acting in Otto's interest like just scenes before. But I do wonder, just because it is Miles saying it, if it's supposed to be as much of like, if it's supposed to affect us as much in the way that like Peter puts a bow on the end of an episode... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm curious yeah. because we have two more episodes of this Otto Octavius centered arc. That's fair. And it's yeah. clearly going to involve more Norman. And I agree with you. It's probably he's, he's not talking about Norman. And right now we don't necessarily have a reason to believe it's about Norman, even though the sentiment applies. So I'm just curious about it. I think it's an interesting line to end on. And I really hope that we're not supposed to take away that, uh, Otto is just like, irrede- it was like always irredeemable. Like that sucks. It doesn't, I mean, like, the thing that I don't like about it, I, I have less hope than you do. I feel like it's just a very clunky line that they try to I mean, I wouldn't be surprised smart. they've done it before. Yeah, and it's just to sound smart to feel like they put a bow on the end of this episode um, in a way that ends up just, like, contradicting all the nuanced stuff that they were writing, like, very clearly. You don't have does... to end the jokes on a quip, or the episodes on a quip, you guys. Yeah, anyway. well, it's, well, it's not even a quip. It's, like, tries to be poetic, and it's, like not like i mean i like I, that wasn't the lesson that i learned from this episode like lesson that i learned that like a, a a conflicted guy with some issues that he needed to work through got manipulated by an even bigger jerk that you already knew was a jerk like that yeah. has nothing to do with us with the metaphor of a snake shedding its skin like well, I, the only I reason i like call that. it a quip is because they're disposing of a shed tail oh uh, well yeah i guess so sure which i think is what tempted them into using but the also line. A, 
I mean, they're both reptiles, but a lizard is a snake. So, like, it's kind of a shitty metaphor that Miles came up with. No, it is. Anyway, it's bad. I don't know. I think it sucks. I just think it straight up sucks. I think it's just bad. I think it was a bad choice, and I don't have any hope that it was anything smarter than that. I think it was just a shitty line that they shouldn't have ended on that ends yeah. the episode on a bad note. Because the episode otherwise, I think, is surprisingly for this show very nuanced. Yeah, I like, think I, you're... I think there's a lot of nuance in this episode, and this epi- and that line does not work with that at all. Yeah, I think you're probably right, because it just contradicts the, the whole, like, I, I still believe the thesis of the show is that it's not... It's not the circumstances or the events that define your path. It's it's how you react to them, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea that shedding shedding your skin, literally or metaphorical, cannot allow you the opportunity to change it. Like you're just you just are yeah. <laughs> who you are. It's like a fate statement. It doesn't feel like a free will statement, you know? Right. Well, and like I the thing is, like, I think you were alluding to it earlier. I think it, it makes sense for Miles to say that. I don't have an issue with that line coming from Miles specifically. I think, you know, this version, maybe he wouldn't say it, try to, like, say it in this, like, faux poeticness or whatever. But I do think that, like, he would say something like this because I think he did kind of fully believe that Otto, he, he never really fully believed in right. Otto, I think. But I think the problem is it ending on this line because right. I do firmly believe that when you're telling stories of any kind, like what you end on is sort of your suggestion of what the audience is to be walking away from it with the last thing that they see or hear. And even though obviously this is part two of a four parter, these episodes are very still very self-contained and this episode was telling a pretty single story, even if it's part of a larger story. And so I still feel like this isn't a cliffhanger situation. You are meant to be walking away from this episode with this final thought and the final thought is a thought that sucks. Boo. <laughs> yeah, I'm not booing you. I agree with you. I'm booing, <laughs> I'm booing this as a last line. I figured. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, like, not even just... I mean, this show has done it, but, like, I just, like, even if not a quip, right? Because, yeah, you're right. It's not really, really a quip. I do think they thought they were being clever. You don't have to end with something clever. It doesn't have to... I agree with you that, like, what you leave people with is important, but you can leave people with their own thoughts. Like, that is okay. It can just be Miles and Peter having the conversation and just being like, my, and Peter's just being like, I kind of made blame myself. I wish I'd done more. Oh, who knows what's going to happen? And then they're just like, you know, pan up from the bridge after they talk about it. Like, yeah. it doesn't even have to be like a final line kind of thing. But like this line obviously is said with a very particular finality that's meant to stick in your head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not sitting with the moment. You're sitting with the line. And that's a problem. Yeah. I just let us sit with our thoughts. Let us sit with our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. You, yeah. You, you put together such a good episode. Let us just sit with it. You know, it really, yeah. It doesn't drag the episode down that much because everything else, literally yeah. everything else preceding that is good. And it's if like. you just strip out that one final line, this episode rules. And honestly, if you're not thinking about it the way we are, I do think it would be pretty forgettable pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not a great line either. So right. Like, exactly. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's a downer to end on, but this episode otherwise fucking rocks. Like, I love that. It's I, really good. I really like this episode a lot. I it's, really do think it might be my favorite of the show so far. It's really funny. It's also really well constructed. It and has really some, tragic. And really tragic. And it has some really fun animation moments, which isn't necessarily something we expect to praise on no, this show. Not because the sure. animation's bad, but because it's very... It's very... Um, I don't know. It's just like structured. Like it just it's very it, structured. It is often very stiff just by its yeah. nature, you know. Yeah. So it's it 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 serves the purpose it's serving. It's just the purpose it's serving usually isn't spectacle. <laughs> so right. 
Um, there are, I did have so much fun with this episode and mm-hmm. this is me, uh, exercising restraint. Um, the many, <laughs> many screen grabs I took, I mentioned this already. I love the, so here's a fun fact moment for miles where he gets all like his, his mask gets squinty and he's delivering the, the lizard facts. Love yeah, it. I think it's, it's so funny. Um, and then honestly, Otto Octavius is a short heroic Remarkably unwitty, but delightfully flamboyant king of posing in this episode. It's shocking how flamboyant he gets like randomly when he's into his superhero persona. I'm telling you, like he just was having a blast uh, and his ego was fed and he's Mm -hmm. there's so much posing. Yeah, so much posing in and out of the octopus garb. Yeah, very true. Like he's just having a great day. Yeah, very true. Very true. So very good. Also, we we're get, we just we got like some really great looks at these at these mechanical arms in these past few episodes. Obviously, just because we're seeing him a lot, mm-hmm. they're very cool. They are I not. Like um, it's interesting because his arms in this version are not like extendable, as far as we know. Doesn't like, seem like they it. just are the length they are. Obviously, with like some variation because the show needs to be able to do stuff. Yeah. But they don't give us the it's not spectacular, right? Like they're not yeah. endless uh arms, but these are cool. Sure. And they can retract. Like he can he can retract them and hide them under his lab coat. Too. Right. It just seems like when they're extended that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, but they're kind of cool. They're like not as they're not as like full metal looking as they often are. There's almost sometimes they feel like there's like almost like a cloth or rubber kind of look to some sometimes, but not all the time because they can also be very stiff. I think there, yeah, I think there is some sort of flexible material on the top side. Yeah. I also like that he tends to hold his arms in like, it's interesting that he hangs out with the spider, the spider man. And I'll be curious to see if this changes when he no longer is hanging out with the spider man. He holds his arms in a very spidery ways. He you know, does. Yeah, where they're kind point. of always like poised, um, kind of like or like bent over, like in a I'm going to strike type of, of movement. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I fully. Yeah, so, definitely. Totally see that. It could just be the type of arms, but also it would be really neat if he changes the way he uses them after he stops hanging out with his spider mentors. I agree. I'll be curious to see if that changes now that I've noticed it. Mm-hmm. This would be such a fun character to cosplay because you could pretty much do it with like mostly regular clothes and the arms could be really structured. I think it'd Mm -hmm. be sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, like we've already said it over and over again. I think it was great. I think it's one of my favorites. I think it's very good. I'm excited to see where this goes. (laughs) Me too. We got two more. Mm -hmm. We got two more auto centric episodes. I'm living in paradise. (laughs) I do think this is, this is a great auto. Like if I'm, I'm not ranking autos here, but Mm-hmm. I do think of the ones we've covered, this would be very high. Yeah. I mean, it's it's def- it's definitely one of the most nuanced autos that we've ever gotten. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Well, if you're into more stuff, I guess, uh, join our Patreon. <laughs> and great nuanced conversation. <laughs> great. I mean, no, there are great nuanced conversations, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash snappers. We got lots of uh, bonus content there. Lots of cool uh, extra episodes that we got going on if you'd like to check us out and support what we're doing so check us out there and if you'd also like to converse with us and any other listeners you can join our discord 
We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, it's a super easy way to just tell us your thoughts and have a conversation about the show that we're talking about or any other shows as well. But if you'd like to find us individually, where can we find you and everything you're working on, Doug? Find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. You can also listen to me on another podcast here on the Four-Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast where I just talk about Pokemon whenever I feel like it, you know? And if you like books and video games, you can listen to me on a podcast called Novel Gaming, uh, which is one that I do with my friends Katie and Vicky, and we catch up on all the media we've been consuming lately. What about you, Derek? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find my podcast Gimmicks, which looks at the high concept, structure breaking and experimental gimmicky episodes of television. There's a new show and a new guest every week with that podcast, which you can find anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find it on Twitter and Instagram at Gimmicks Pod. Also, you should totally check out our monthly podcast, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where we're watching every Pixar film chronologically, and we're pretty deep into the Pixar canon now, because our most recent episode was on Toy Story 4, which only came out a couple of years ago, so... Mm. We've got some some big ones coming up soon. That episode is out now, and you can find that podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find it on our website, wallopingwebsnappers.com, along with a full archive of all of our episodes of both shows. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WallopingWebPod to see those great faces that Doug pulled of all of the, uh, <laughs> the poses. poses, all the poses <laughs> that Doc Ock does. So check those out either on our website or on our social media. You can also email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts you have or anything you want to tell us. And if you could, it's really helpful if you rate, review, and or subscribe on all podcast platforms. It really helps people who are searching for Spider-Man podcasts find us. Next week, hey, guess what? Otto's Rise, it's just going to keep continuing. It's like it's like we made some bread dough and are waiting for it to get bigger. It's, it's like the yeast is, is rising just like Otto is. Doc Ock is proving. Do Doc not disturb. Ock is proving. This time he's doing it with the help of the world's worst baker, Norman Osborn, uh. in the episode Rise of Doc Ock Part 3. Yeah, see you there. See ya.